The Diesel Performance Podcast contains explicit language. Hello and welcome to the Diesel Performance Podcast. I am Nick Pregnitz. I have with me here today Chris Emke. Yeah, uh, thank you for having me, Nick. Glad to have you on the show, Chris. Uh, today we are going to take this episode as an opportunity to discuss and educate our our uh, listeners with... Uh, <laughs> Freudian slip. Freudian slip. Hey, you might be a customer uh, eventually after you listen to this podcast. No, but seriously, we're going to take this time to talk about drop-in turbochargers. Yeah, absolutely. Um, have a lot of experience with them, even on you know personal trucks, other customer trucks that I've uh, set up in the past. But uh, there is a lot to be said about some drop-in there turbochargers that are out there. Said. Absolutely. Yes. When I started in this business, uh, 2006-7, I the first turbocharger that I put on my truck was an S480. Oh, yeah. And we were I talking had, about that the other day. Dude, I wasn't even fucking around. <laughs> I had stock injectors and a dual fueler, and I was I was ready to make some horsepower. You were ready to do something. I don't know if horsepower was that, but uh, yeah, that was probably a great driving truck. You know, I thought dropping pussy, dropping turbos were for pussies, right? <laughs> I am. I got yeah. like three more Freudian slips on this episode, yeah. so look for those. We're not stopping. We're not stopping. Uh, I mean, just to take from that, I would say myself when I got into this, I thought drop-in chargers were the same thing. Like you want the biggest, baddest charger you could put under the hood. You sacrifice a lot that you don't really realize or understand early on in the diesel game. Yeah, you learn that over time. I feel. Yeah, I mean. You, you jump in and you don't respect what the factory did. Like, if <laughs> yeah. the factory selected this turbocharger, it must be a piece of shit. Mm-hmm. So, therefore, why would I use it in my build moving forward? Yeah. I right? mean, with a 300,000-mile truck that has the original turbocharger on it, right? I mean, yeah. just yeah. – but it's a piece of shit. Amazingly, it lasted <laughs> all those miles and drove great. Yeah, right? yeah, um, absolutely. Yeah. So – you know, we we spend some time, we run the S480, then we run the S472, and then we get there and we're like, hey, maybe an S366 would be good. Going backwards. Wow. Isn't that funny how that works? Uh, you really start to respect how well stock turbo trucks drive, <laughs> and then, you know, somewhere four or five years into it, maybe it hits you. Mm. Um the stock turbo thing, there might be something there. Yeah, I would say, you know, going back to like the S480, 472, you know, coming into it, I always liked that initial hit. You know, the truck was laggy, 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 and then blink of an eye, that charger came up Wham. really hard, yeah. and it was just, you were thrown into the seat, and over time, you appreciate that gradual, not just an instant hit. Yeah, we have a word for that. We call it drivability. Drivability. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, so absolutely. not uh, rolling coal for four seconds straight, <laughs> and then... Four? How about eight? That's 480, right? (laughs) Is that what that number stands for? That's amazing. It's a four to eight second spool up time. It's just, you know, it's however you want to drive it. So for our listeners who may not be as well versed, when we talk S400, S300, um, typical turbocharger kits like that, those need a kit, especially on a Duramax. I mean, on a Cummins too. You, yeah, no. you know, you can't use the factory pedestal. So walk me through, man. What's the parts list? If I'm going to put an S480 on my truck, what do I have to do? Wow. So you know, not only the turbocharger, which isn't super expensive. You know, if you're going to compare it to a drop-in charger, the, no, that's the worm on the hook, right? Yep. yep. Like, I could have an S480 for 1,100 bucks. For 1,100 bucks, I'd be stupid not to do this. What With, else do I need to buy? Uh, a five six hundred dollar pedestal, um, a seven hundred dollar Y bridge, um, all the oil lines and all the oil fittings. I actually had an 03 LB7 that had an S300 kit. The kit cost me 3800 bucks, And I was that guy at the time where the drop-in chargers were half the price, and I didn't want it. I wanted that 
uh, I call it a sex appeal. You pop the hood, it has really nice colored piping under it. The turbocharger sure. doesn't sit in that location. Sure. It raises some eyebrows. Yeah. Um, how that truck drove? <laughs> the best tuner in the world couldn't fix how that truck drove. It, it, it so, was laggy and it hit. Yeah, I mean, and those issues stemmed from not just the S366, which is, mm-hmm. for the most part, a pretty decent turbocharger, but kits have a lot of parts, a lot of moving pieces. So you said you replaced the pedestal, the oil lines, the intercooler pipes, the intake. Yep. So you changed the mass airflow scaling. Yes. The Y-bridge. You have a whole bunch of connections and flanges and pipes, uh, which don't necessarily have factory fitment to them. Yeah, no, absolutely. And uh, boost leaks. You know, let's hey, just yeah. let's just get in the boost leaks. I mean, for a couple of weeks, we were chasing down stuff left and right. And granted, I didn't have a shop that I was doing this in. It was just a garage. You know, yeah. so you know, you chase things down for a few weeks. You get everything buttoned up, and it eventually works. Yeah, that that's the typical DIY thing. You know, you mm-hmm. put this turbocharger on. You're amazed at how much power it has because yep. it hits like a freight train yeah, absolutely and then maybe eventually you arrive at my door and i boost test it for you yep. and tune it and it's like <laughs> oh my god i can't believe i thought that it was cool the way that it was because yep. it ran so bad um yeah even you just introduced yourself to a lot of potential boost leaks mm-hmm. um, potential exhaust leaks just poor math scaling mm-hmm. um and I'm not saying that these things can't be overcome because they can. You can tune an S300 and S400 turbocharger to run decently well on a Duramax or a Cummins. And I wouldn't disagree with you in any way, but the drop-in works. Easier. Let's go back to that. You know, <laughs> yeah. um, you talk to guys, and oh, my XX charger spools up. It's it's drivable. It runs really well. Okay, well, uh, you know, how did the stock charger? Oh man, the stock charger lit instantly. Well, you just said that the bigger charger spooled up well. You know, so you get that conflict of what each person. Yeah, yeah. What are they willing to accept? Is, exactly. Is okay. Exactly. Um, I could tell you one of the first trucks that I was in that with a drop-in charger. It was a Duramax. Um, it was a, an LMM actually. You know, the way that truck drove is a drop-in charger is concerned. It was a night and day difference. And that's what kind of won me over with some of the other builds I've done, you know, since. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, well, so go on. Yeah. I mean, the, the stock drivability and the twin kit drivability, you know, they're they're really strong in my head. You know, they're Absolutely. so much fun to drive, so much so much nicer to drive, especially towing or using the truck for truck purposes. Right, right. Right? Um, and so the twin kit is the natural fit. Or, I'm sorry, not the twin kit. The drop-in is the natural fit between those two, mm-hmm. in my opinion. Absolutely. Um, Almost all the horsepower potential, almost all the spool up, mm-hmm. better value. Yeah, packed so, in one in, in one one package, one big package. I feel. Yeah. You know, what what are the pros? What are we getting? I mean, what, let's let's list this out. Okay. So unlike the S three hundred kit that I had on my truck that needed the pedestal, the oil lines, the the coolant line deletes. You know, for the coolant going into the turbo, uh, new downpipe that we didn't mention. Yeah. Um, intercooler piping, Y bridge. You know, the list just goes on and on. A drop-in turbo is exactly that. It drops into the factory So the price location. that you're looking at for the turbocharger is literally the cost of parts for the installation. Maybe $20 in gaskets if sure at the absolute most. Yeah. And if you want to buy a downpipe or you want to buy a Y-bridge kit, that's on your own schedule. Exactly. But you don't need to. You, not not at all. I mean, depending on, I always talk to guys, it's a power level, you know, what they want to do with the truck, you know, like yeah. anything else. But yeah, yeah drop-in, you know, the install is key. Um, you know, next would be, in my opinion, that, that stealthiness to it. So, you know, you want to have a truck that, you know, is, you know, Billy Badass, it makes good power. And then you pop the hood and your buddies all think it's stock 
or the That's opposite me, of that. Right? Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> like, I, I like the stealthy look. If, if mm-hmm. you're looking for that, this works. Exactly. If you're not, it doesn't. <laughs> it gives, uh, in my opinion, that has more of a wow effect. You know, just you pop the hood, guys think it's stock, and then, you know, you, you, you yeah, run it. put the number down. Exactly. Or you pop the hood, and there's this elaborate, you know, turbocharger piping, and then it doesn't, you know, perform worth a the shit. The expectation is there <laughs> yes. after that, right? If you pop yes. the hood and it's got the powder-coated goodies on it, uh-huh. like that thing better run. I mean, or... and if the powder-coated goodies are what you want, you could do a drop-in charger and then powder-coat it. You know, best of both worlds, right? You can. <laughs> My opinion doesn't look as good as, a, the, nope. as the full kit, but nope, uh, not that's at all. an option. Um, you know, we just touched on drivability, sure. you know, so... Sure, so great spool-up. I mean, that's... Yeah. If you're using the truck as a truck, you know, you can maintain EGTs a little bit better, in my opinion, whether it's on the low end or the top end, um, the power's there. I think it's important to to discuss why that's the case. And I mean, it comes down to a couple of of reasons. One is that the factory typically uses really tight exhaust housings. Yes. Which in the aftermarket, if you talk to, especially guys who sell gas turbochargers, they hear those aspect ratios or how tight the exhaust housing is, how what high velocity it's running and what exhaust pressures you're mm-hmm. running. And they might kind of cringe. They might say, well, man, you can make a lot more power if you free that thing up. Yep. Well, that comes at a price. That's a compromise, right? So a tight exhaust housing works really well for drivability. Mm-hmm. works really well for spool up and making high boost numbers. Um, so yeah, not, not to be overlooked. And I don't want to lump all all um, drop-ins into the same bucket of having great drivability because it's can't. simply not the case. No, I mean, there's if we're going to talk... the about Duramaxes, there are a hundred different drop-ins, you know, depending on various companies in the industry and what they offer, what they modify. Um, and not all drop-ins are created equal. You got to be careful with that. It's it's true that there's a tendency to um, associate an extra large compressor wheel with making extra large power. So yep. for instance, in my dyno testing, I have not seen a 72 millimeter compressor wheel outperform a 67. Mm-hmm but I have seen it drive much worse than a 67. <laughs> um, anybody driving over, uh, buying over a 67 or a 68 millimeter compressor wheel, in my opinion, is just, it, it's not a smart move. Right. It, it doesn't work. Uh, a lot of guys talk about the compressor wheels as a turbocharger size, but the turbine dictates a lot of that though, the, as well. Exactly. It's, it's a matched set. Mm-hmm. And if you don't have the turbine flow there, um, it's just, it's not going to work. Exactly. And, uh, you know, 4094, for instance, almost takes that to the extreme. So it has a 68 millimeter compressor, but has excessive, what I would call excessive turbine flow or, right. or a very well flowing turbo or turbine side. Uh, and it's just, the spool up is tough to manage. Exactly. No, I ran into that with enough guys. You know, uh, I always joke around when guys say they have a 4094. I'm like, man, that's a swear word in the office, you know, yeah. anything but a 4094. But Well, the spec sheet sells it so I, well. It I agree. It looks like such a good turbocharger on paper, but <laughs> driving it is just shit. I can't tell you how many guys I've talked to. You know, I bought it. It was a good price. You know, I yeah. bought it. My buddy had it. He pulled it off. Well, why did he pull it off? Well, I don't know, but I want to get rid of it now. You know, yeah. you always run into that. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah. Um, Let's talk about safety-wise. So, I mean, if you, uh, you know, you got the extra fuel there, right? Mm-hmm. You got uh, 600 horsepower worth of fuel. That drop-in turbocharger lets you get to 600 horsepower instead of running the hot 500. Right. So there's uh, lower AGTs. Mm-hmm. So there's some reliability there. Yeah. I mean, it, uh, it gives you a little room to grow as well. You know, I mean, most Duramaxes, they have enough uh, fueling capacity with stock injectors to support, you know, right around 600 horse. Yep. Stock turbochargers generally fall off in that low 500 range, so you're able to pick up, you know, some quick, easy power and, uh, you know, 
it's allow a, the truck yeah. to run a little safer. It's a big bill after 600, 650 horsepower. I would say <laughs> after low 600s, you are going to spend a lot of money. Injectors, Absolutely. pump. I mean, if you just put the turbocharger on, you're going to pick up 80 to 100 horsepower at the rear wheels very quickly and easily and not affect EGTs in a negative way. In fact, you'll probably drop 100 degrees Absolutely. off the exhaust gas dumps. I've seen that way too many times. Yeah, it's a, just a, a nice fit there. Anyway. Um, <laughs> Let's, uh, how about tuning the truck? What we do for <laughs> a living, you know, what we have built everything around. Um, if you want to challenge a tuner, put an S400 on a truck and tell them to tune it, right? 37-inch <laughs> um, tires, stock gears, yeah. and, uh, and an S400, preferably an S480 or an S484. Yeah. No, I mean, the, the bigger the turbocharger is, the harder it is to tune. And that's because transient fueling areas or areas where the turbocharger isn't lit and then comes alive are the hardest to manage as a tuner. And I see that all the time fixing people's tunes is that that's where they have the biggest trouble. Um, you get excessive rattle. You get excessive smoke. That's kind of where the engine uh, reliability goes down when you have, uh, you know, some amateur work. So, uh, you know, having good boost there and good air there, just it, it'll cover up a bad tune. It'll, it'll make oh, absolutely. anything run well. So, yeah, I would say as a tuner, make my job easier. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's not why we're talking about this, though. No, no. <laughs> um, I appreciate the challenge, but, yeah, uh, yeah no, it is easier to tune. No, I, I've seen you accept challenges uh Every day. <laughs> Smile on your face. Right. Um, you know, reliability, you know, as far as the turbocharger is concerned, uh, for the day-to-day guy, I guess you would say. Yeah, so it's a factory-engineered part. Correct. I guess is what that, uh, you know, where reliability sits in my head. And, and not that a Borg Warner uh, S300 or a Garrett GT42 or, or any of the aftermarket big-name um, suppliers of turbochargers have have unreliable turbochargers. They don't. I mean, they're pretty reliable. They got big bearing sets. They got big shafts. Right. They take an ass kick, and most of them are designed for heavy duty use. Yep. But it's the kits, and the installers, and the amount of variables that you introduce into this when you kind of piece this thing together. Mm-hmm. That, in my experience, just it doesn't show up as reliable as, as I mean, a drop-in. We're talking aftermarket silicone boots, aftermarket piping that doesn't fit 100%, you know, not discrediting any of the kits out there, but it doesn't fit as well as factory. Right. You know, factory did what they did for a reason. Yeah. Um, how many guys do I, you know, do you talk to that, oh, I blew out a factory boot? Well, what were you doing with the truck? Well, blah, blah, blah. How many miles are on the truck? Oh, 300,000. Okay. Yeah, they don't fail. Exactly. They don't. They really don't. Um, and it's it goes to serviceability too. So if you're on the road or you're towing or whatever, yes. you know, anybody can service a drop-in turbocharger. Absolutely. Not anybody can service an S300, an S400, or oh. GT42. Or hey, you're the they one. Don't know. You're you're bringing extra silicone boots, you know, clamps. You want to keep yeah. some in your toolbox. You're just, your warranty just shop, in case. Right? Exactly. Like, exactly. I know you got an 11 mil in your center console <laughs> instead of the factory 10 or you know eight or whatever the yeah. case may be. Yeah. No, that's uh, that's a true story, man. I. I you know, towing with my S four hundred on the on the O one, I just remember having a center console full of boots and sockets <laughs> and clamps and like you know, having to pull off in a gas station and yep. push the boots back on. It's, it's yeah, it's good. I mean, there's some uh there's some finicky words going out of your mouth at that point as well. You know, yeah. you're you're not happy. You're really sugarcoating it over yeah. there. <laughs> um Let's talk price point. Yeah, no, definitely. Um, you know, like we said earlier, I had an S three hundred kit. You know, that was almost double the the cost of. You had of, a fancy S three hundred kit. I I'm did. gonna say thirty eight hundred bucks sounds really fucking expensive yeah. for an S three hundred. It was. It really was. It looked nice. I'm sure it looked really nice. Um, 
but no, when we're when we're talking a value, you know, most drop-in chargers, depending on the year truck, and this is whether it's a Duramax, Cummins, even even Fords, you know, you're right around two thousand dollars. Plus, there's a core charge because they want your factory turbo sure, to sure. build yeah, other drop-ins. Somewhere between eighteen fifty and twenty-seven twenty-seven fifty. Yeah. You know, you don't usually see them over three thousand dollars. So somewhere in that range yeah. is the typical drop-in turbocharger. And it on the on the front end of it, it does look more expensive than a. You know, I just gotta keep picking on S three hundred. Well, I mean, we're just because we are whatever. though, but we're talking about the initial turbocharger price. So the turbocharger price of a drop in versus an S three or an S four hundred, it's less than half. Yeah, but it's everything else that has to go around that S three or S four hundred turbocharger that adds up to a small fortune that you kind of forget about, yeah. and then you you're in your driveway. It's Saturday afternoon. <laughs> You're three years into it, right? Six. Like, <laughs> <laughs> uh, absolutely. I remember when we were installing the kit, and I was scratching my head, and like, man, what did I get myself into? Why am I doing this again? You're already, you know, almost four grand into the hole, and uh, a weekend tied up with a couple buddies, yeah. with a couple cases of beer, and a lot of f bombs because you've never done this before. <laughs> yeah. Stuff just doesn't fit. Like no. it's supposed to, right? <laughs> no, that's that's true. Um, I mean, I think that covers it really well for the case for a drop-in turbocharger. Mm-hmm. Um, what's some of the downsides, man? What are we What are we up against? Like, why not? Why Why should we not do this? Because of the sex appeal. That That is why you don't do a drop-in. You want the elaborate piping. You want the elaborate mounting of the turbocharger. You want it to sit in a different area than what the factory did. You want to pop the hood and impress your friends, right? So you're saying I uh, shouldn't be marketing towards American forest owners? <laughs> what are we getting? I don't at? know, man. A, a lot of the bang on the outside yeah. <laughs> you know, might be enough. But uh, you know, that's where I see a lot of guys where they don't like the drop-ins for that reason. Yeah. Yeah, I'm with you. Um, I, would, I would also add that there is a, you know, because of the size of the turbocharger, there is a limited ability for upgrades. So you can only get such, so big of a wheel in there, so big of a turbine shaft. You can only fit so much in. Um, so that does limit the ability to make horsepower. And typically, uh, it really depends. But, I mean, 700 horse we use as kind of our loose ceiling yep. for drop-ins. Uh, and that would be in the 68-millimeter range. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have seen them make more than that, low 700s. And our, our Stealth 67, which we classify as a drop-in, I have yeah. seen make 800 horsepower. Yeah. So it's possible. But, um, you know, we typically would say... If you're looking for something in the six to seven hundred range, you are an excellent candidate for a drop-in turbocharger. Yeah. And I, going back, I guess this would be one of the pros. You know, sorry to get a little sidetracked. Yeah, no, I mean, a con would be if you're looking for eight hundred or nine hundred yeah. rear wheel horsepower out of a single, then probably don't look there. Exactly. The flip side to that, though, is the ability to grow. So, and keeping a drivable truck. I mean, I can't tell you how many trucks we've had or I've seen at the shop where we're knocking down the door of four digit numbers or high eight nine hundred horsepower that had a factory drop-in replacement in the valley with a bigger atmospheric over that yeah making that number this is a truck that will make a thousand horse but you can still potentially daily drive we have customers that have been on this podcast the daily driver that daily driver is so awesome <laughs> and that wasn't available a couple no, years ago no no it was 800 you know, horse let's right? talk about your old lb7 <laughs> you know yeah, I mean, my lb7 right? i had a gt42 in the valley and a 98 millimeter primary and the thing i mean it drove okay for what it was, for what it was. but nothing like these drop-in s500 kits that we've been doing that yeah. are just like i mean just i just blow you away i just not to you know name drop but you know going back to the other older podcast chuck dilly 
Yeah. You know, he had a, a, a drop-in smaller charger in the valley over a 484 a truck made mid 900s. Yeah. I drove that truck, Chuck. I drove it. <laughs> that thing was impressive. It drove phenomenal. Yeah. Yeah. That 950 horse with a VVT is just is nasty. Yep. And uh, you know now we're knocking down the door of a thousand thousand fifty. Yep. <laughs> um, and it's the spool up is just. You're not going to beat it. No. The one. So you take an S. Let's let's talk about how this works, right? So you jump into a you jump into a drop in, and then you buy a twin kit. Yeah. Or you buy a twin kit, and then you buy a drop in is the upgrade. Yeah. Can't really do that with an S three sixty six S four eighty kit. No. Or a, and that's three, I mean, you can upgrade I mean, those turbochargers, yeah. but then you really start what, pushing the limits of drivability, in my opinion. What you fall victim of is you get guys that buy an S3, S400 twin kit, and they want to do something different because of the way the truck drives. Mm-hmm. Well, you can't go back to a drop-in style charger because the piping doesn't allow for that. Right. Well, now you're buying all new piping. Now you're trying to sell that turbo kit. Right. Um, doing like a, you know, let's throw a scenario out there, LBZ Duramax, you have it, Stocker 475 twin kit, you're happy at that 7750 mark, two years later, you want to build a motor, you want to shoot for four digits. Well, you could do a, a factory drop-in replacement, do a 484 or something, yeah, we've done those kits. Yeah, exactly. you're only buying turbochargers at that point, no piping, you're not upgrading your kit. Not money wasted. Yeah. Yeah. Um, same guy, you know, has that S3, S400 kit, uh, wants to go to an S4, S500. Let, let's just say for that same potential sure. power level, um, you are buying everything new. That's a whole new kit. Yep. You better hope somebody likes your powder coat color. <laughs> well, by that time, it was all dinged up and shipped from all the boost leak checks. and <laughs> tearing it apart. Yeah, yeah. yeah no, but, um, you know, I just think the, the value and the upgrade potential is there, you know, no matter what way you look at it. Yeah, it sets you up nice for growth. Yeah. I mean, it, it, it does. Um, I don't know, man. I think that pretty well lays out the case for for drop-in turbochargers. I mean, the only other con I can think of would be, like, shaft or bearing size. And while it's kind of a visual cue that it's a limitation, yeah. we haven't really seen any failures because of shaft size or bearing size. So even on your, your Cummins, which you put that drop-in on. Yeah, the... I mean, the company that, you know, built it for us or for me, uh, they said that, you know, with that small shaft, it wasn't going to be reliable. It wasn't going to make the power. Um, I mean, I even exceeded your expectations yeah, on I, that I was going to be surprised if you put an extra, you know, put down 650 and here you went, what, 720 or 730 we 730, made on that. And it still was acting like it would have taken yeah. more. Yeah. Um, and you look at that shaft on an HE351. They're small. It doesn't <laughs> look small. like it's going to be good for that. I mean, Let's talk about common turbo failures, though. Like, why do these turbos generally fail? Um, I think one of the biggest things is guys don't let the trucks actually warm up and get the oil circulating. They don't let the turbochargers or the engines cool down. And then 10... To use quality oil. Exactly. You know, the first thing to go always on bad oil is the turbocharger. Exactly. That's number one. So I would say that instead of saying, like, oh, it was drive pressure, oh, it was this, oh, it was that with a factory turbocharger, let's talk about the fact that it had X amount of miles. Let's talk about how the truck was maintained, you know, yeah. cool up, warm up, yeah. you know, cool down, warm up, that type of thing. Yeah, I'm, I'm always I'm always amazed at how well they hold up, um, even though they don't they don't look the part. No. Uh, I remember, you know, the, the my my 07, you know, you pop the hood, it looks stock. I mean, there was, other than an intake and, and you know, an, uh, an intake horn. It's pretty crazy what a stock manifold and a stock yeah. appearing turbocharger, you know, and that puts truck, down over 700 wheel horse. That truck drove so nice. <laughs> it did. It drove really nice. I was really impressed with it. And five nines are not, like, 
as a as a rule, in my opinion, they <laughs> spool up is always an issue on those trucks, I mean, especially it, when you're making power. It doesn't even matter if it's a small S300. Going back to that, I mean, yeah. Duramaxes are going to drive an S300 sure, much you'll nicer. Be able to push it a little bit. Yep. Yep. That's why I don't understand a lot of these guys. Oh, you want a towing twin setup? Do a very small S300 over an S400. Well, yeah, you're doing a bigger turbine, but you're also having a bigger exhaust housing, and right. that's what's going to. That's where hurt. the towing fun comes yep. in. Absolutely. That stocker twin kit or the drop-in yeah. deal. <laughs> just, I mean, you're just you're not going to beat it. You can't beat it. Mm-mm. No. All right. Well, I think that pretty much covers it, man. Yeah. I really appreciate you uh, walking through this with me. No, thank you. I do appreciate it. Um, and again, I am Nick Pregnance with DuramaxTuner.com. I have Chris Emke here, of Calibrated Power Duramax Tuner. If you uh, enjoyed the podcast or want to talk to us more about drop-in turbochargers, we're available at 815-568-7920. And that's 815-568-7920. Thanks for watching, listening. (laughs) Calibrated Power Solutions, the leading North American developer of clean diesel power and home of DuramaxTuner.com, is the proud sponsor of the Diesel Performance Podcast. Calibrated Power develops emissions-equipped tunes for a wide variety of diesel powertrains, including the Duramax, Cummins, Jeep, John Deere, and many more. For more information and the best customer service in the industry, check out calibratedpower.com or call 815-568-7920. That's 815-568-7920. To reach out to the Diesel Performance Podcast, send us a message through Facebook or email Paul at DuramaxTuner.com or Danny at DuramaxTuner.com. You know, I thought dropping pussy, dropping turbos were for pussies, right? <laughs> <laughs> I, am, I got like three more Freudian slips on this episode, yeah. so look for those.